I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where we will take down capitalism one episode at a time. Oh, shit. Let's go, Did comrades. the Russians hack the YouTube podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, by using Audacity, they found out where we live. Right. And, uh, unfortunately for us, that means that the Russians... Or maybe it's fortunate. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> That's the episode, I guess. It's right? The mystery <laughs> of the, the episode. What what are we talking about? What's what's the topic today? Well, uh, this kind of goes back several weeks before this episode. Yeah, um, when we were just kind of browsing YouTube, watching videos, you know, checking out As the latest Nostalgia Critic episode. Um, yeah. But then, out of nowhere, I got. <laughs> Recommended a, a really good video uh, from you actually talking about like the failures of the of the education system and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, this shit really good. But then she transitions from the failures of the education system to the to the failures of of uh, the market and yeah. adulthood and uh, yeah. capitalism and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. She kind of connecting a little bit of the dots here. This is base. Yeah, I was going to say, what could say it was base? <laughs> we watched the video. We enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, then I got recommended a little bit more on the side of a, a particular video by Cathro. Is that how you pronounce it? I Maybe? think so. It's like Catherine, but like, said Catherine, it's Catherine. It's I see. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't get it before. It didn't make sense to me. I just connected um, those dots, so I get it. That's good. That's good. But the video was titled, I No Longer Aspire to Have a Career. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting topic. And so you watch this video and it's like, this is also really good. I wonder if there's more. Oh, this is a genre. This is a genre. Yeah. On YouTube. I found like four or five with a very similar title, a very sure. similar thumbnail. It had become like a little bit of a trend that we just sort of stumbled into and discovered. And so I'm sure you're wondering. Uh, LOL, and that's cool and all, but what does this have to relate to the YouTube podcast? Well, number one, we found it on YouTube <laughs> and watched it on YouTube. Oh, so yeah. technically, there you go. But number two, we're not necessarily going to be talking about like careers in the normal sense. We're going to be talking about like what it means to have a creative career and whether or not we should aspire to that. And then maybe if we take down capitalism in the last five minutes, that just sort of happens as a result of that. But it's going to be creatively focused, having a career making content, how this applies uh, to our life and what we're going through. We're going to keep it personal. We're going to keep it topical. We're going to keep it classy as always. I might throw a little bit of Marx in there, but you know. Little, a tiny <laughs> little bit of socialism, but that's that's later on in the episode. We're not right now. For sure. That's for that's sure. the topic. That's the topic. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of capitalism, our sponsor for today. Oh, shit. Is also Creator Academy, the YouTube Starter Kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? $99? You can get over $1,500 of value in dozens of downloads from advanced YouTube thumbnail templates channel artwork, in cards, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the links in the description of the show notes. And in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have $100 and you live in a fantasy social socialist land, 
<laughs> where you Base. don't have money to support people, uh, you can support us on Anchor instead at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. While we plan to do it for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent schedule. Based. It helped. It helped reading the uh, the ad thing when you wrote slash down instead of just the, the character. I'm glad. It, it, helps, it helps my comprehension a little bit. Hell yeah. So, yeah that's a callback to last like episode, but I appreciate it just as much as I appreciate our sponsors. Thank you, Awesome Creator yeah. Academy, Anchor, and all you lovely people. We appreciate y'all. Just for your, just for their sanity, um, our views on capitalism do not reflect the views of Anchor or Awesome Creator Academy necessarily. So, just throw <laughs> that out there, just in case. You never know. You never were asking know. me, uh, in in the failed recording, like if yeah. we should change the name another YouTube podcast, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of hit me when we were doing this this topic that like. Yes, we talk about YouTube and, you know, we always try to bring it back to con- content creation. Um, but really, it's more of just like the Zach and Aiden show featuring whatever we find interesting and also yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And also, but that didn't have good branding. That didn't have a nice ring mm. to it, you know? Nah. nah. So it's different. That's why we got to do cart in a day, right? So we do cart in a day. And uh, we can... I see. I mean, we have the same issue where we talk about cigarettes for like 30 minutes and then another 30 minutes we talk about something random. Right. Well, like lung cancer as like related to cancer. cigarettes. You know. Yeah, that's very random. I don't even <laughs> know why you even thought of that. Like, damn. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm um, just falling through. It, here, here's the thing, right? So when we started this podcast, I remember specifically... Being like, yo, Aiden, I'm trying to start a Let's Play podcast. You want to help me with it? And you were like, Zach, that's a fucking awful idea. Why don't we just talk about YouTube in general? And and lo and behold, Aiden was right. And so we we started with the the prospects of it being a YouTube-centered podcast. And then like episode two, we talk about our problems with the education system. Yeah, so, it's always been there from the beginning. It's always been there. Um, I, I think that as a creator, as an entrepreneur, uh, our life is wrapped up in the, the work we do. It just is. Mm-hmm. And there are pros to that. There are certainly cons to that as well. Um, and I think that's going to be like the the big like topic here, the big questions that we're asking here. Because when you hear the concept, or when you hear the statement, I no longer aspire to have a career, mm-hmm. it, it makes you think a lot of things. Number one, what exactly is a career going to look like for me anyways? Because it's not the same as having a job. It is completely different. Um, and then number two, like how how is that going to like, you know, reflect on us? And, and what we do as creators, as entrepreneurs. So that's, that's, the, that's the idea here. That's what we're trying to kind of talk about. I think if you wanted like a, maybe a little bit of a companion piece or a similar episode, uh, the one we did on hustle culture, 
mm. and like the relationship that we have to work as a concept, right? Kind of touches on a lot of that. Definitely. Um, we're going to be digging a little deeper. Fuck it. I'll go ahead and just uh, say the thing that like I was going to save till the end of the episode and just start oh, yeah. it off here. And just go, go. just drop the bomb. Um, yeah. So a lot of these videos in general uh, had one thing in common. Um, that they were all younger people, right? Mm. In their True. early to mid 20s, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little less. Uh, typically around that sort of college or very rarely like post-college age of being at that point in time where you have spent all your life basically in an educational system, learning new things. And ever since you were five, right? Or mm. even younger, the question would always be asked, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right? What do you want to work as? And we all had like fun epic answers i want to be a fireman or i want to be a police officer and shoot people and that kid probably should have had some different goals you know but (laughs) some people wanted to play soccer some people wanted to you know be an artist and sing uh so we all had different answers but as you continue to grow up and go through college and all that sort of stuff that that answer becomes real murky because you learn through life experiences and stuff going on, um, that some careers are very hard to have, and then Mm -hmm. some aren't. And what's reasonable? And how can I support myself financially? Because I don't want to be homeless or live in a slum or live with my parents till I'm 40. You know, like classic examples. Yeah, yeah. And I think where these videos come from is challenging that approach from the very beginning of being like, no, the first 20 years of my life are not a preparation for a job or a career right. or to make money. It goes directly to the core and be like, yeah, what if I aspire something different? What if I want to do something different? What are my real goals, right? Um, and that requires a little bit of self-awareness and it also requires like undoing 20 years, 20 plus years yeah, a lot of, of how we were raised and how we were taught and the value and importance on the economy and, and jobs and the market and all that sort of stuff. But I think that's that's the one common thing is it's this generation's attempt to work out the relationship between ourselves and work, especially in the state that this economy is in, especially in, in a state where work means a different thing than it used mm-hmm. to, where we have things like the internet, um, where house prices are raising. It, it's It's a combination of a lot of different things. But, but that's that's what I think it comes down to at the heart of it. It's this generation's attempt to work out a relationship with work uh, that makes sense. And um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. It, it's it's like, you know, you go back a few generations and you've got people that are like our grandmother's age who was like in the, the, the depression and experience like you know, some of the world wars and like, you know, lived in economies that like they had to work a job. Like my grandmother had to work in a textile mill and she worked 12 hours plus a day and she went home and took care of the kids and probably didn't sleep much. And now she's like dealing with those consequences, dealing with the body that has had, you know, a lot of, a lot of shit then piled onto that woman 
to where now in her older age, she has to deal with all of that. And that kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. And then you've got like her kids who are like, I think it's Gen X somewhere around there. Like our parents um, are in like that Gen X area. And they were taught that they need to go to school, get good grades, have an education. If they get a college degree, they're going to be able to get a really good job. If they don't, they're going to have to find something that'll work. And then, like, you know, they were told that they could have, you know, these kind of better lives, you know, work. If you uh, if you like your job, you won't work a day in your life, that kind of thing. Uh, but in reality, a lot of people have either, like, lost their job over the last 10 to 15 years because of what the economy has done. Or they're, they've been doing the same job for, like, 40 years and they're just kind of... They just kind of deal with it at this point. Because um, that was the get, standard. Right? That was the standard, right? Then you get down to like the millennials. Um, they are the ones that started going to college and getting the degrees and realizing, oh, this degree wasn't enough because I could still get fired. I could still get laid off. I could still just not find a job in my field at all. And uh, so that kind of sucks. And so... We, me and you, are like in that end of millennial, beginning of Zoomer area, and uh, it's it's really like our generation that is like, oh, uh, wait a second, if a degree isn't going to do anything for me, and if my parents hate their job, and my grandparents hated their job, and I actually do want to like what I do for a living, uh, I got to like figure out a different way to do this. And that's where the internet comes in. And creator culture, gig economy entrepreneurship so on and so forth that kind of thing because the standard is no longer there right there is no standard right we just saw being in a global pandemic how like normal nine to five jobs like that could just be disrupted out of nowhere that the typical get a job at 20 work till you're 60 retire is not an option for everybody and can't be an option for everybody and that things like the internet exist where you can work from home or create, or do something new, and make money outside of traditional means, well then if that's the the more sensible option, shouldn't everybody do it? And um, that creates an interesting relationship, of course, with colleges and schools and all that sort of stuff that we've talked about before in Mm -hmm. plenty of episodes. But now we're kind of going a little bit further down the line where, uh, you know, we're done with that sort of stuff. We've reached right. the, the inevitable conclusion of the of the of the education system. What's next, right? Mm. The fact of the matter is, like, we don't know. We don't know what's next. Um, There's a little bit. It can be scary, and I do want to. If anybody that are, if anybody older than us is listening to this episode, I do want to like let it be known that we are privileged in the sense that we are young enough to like think about these things. And try to make like our lives better in that in that regards, because I know that people are put in a place where they have to work a job that they hate in order to put food on the table. I get it. And it's like, if you got to do that, you got to do it like it sucks. And that's that's the problem with capitalism right there. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like um, I, I do I do notice that. I am in a privileged position to be able to try to get the career that I want or not have a career in the, in the instance of this video that we watched. Um, 
And so I just wanted to put that out there to it's, um, cover those bases. Each generation has their own challenges, right? Right. Um, right. Like you mentioned with your grandma, like during the Depression, for people who were alive during Vietnam, like that's a different yeah. challenge. The Iraq War, right? The recession. They're all different challenges. I think what kind of gets lost is when your parents or grandparents tell you how they lived their life and their experience. It's not that their experience like isn't valid. It's true to them. Mm-hmm. But that's not where we're at now. Not right? the world we live in, right? That's not the world some we of live them, in anymore. Some of these experiences are applicable. Right. But not everything. Not everything. Because this is the challenges of this specific generation in that period of time. And we're going to feel the same way when like Zoomers or post-Zoomers like have their own issues. And we're like, well... I don't get any of that shit. That's not how I lived life. And it's because we'll be like 50 and 60 by that point. <laughs> and right. it'll be like, no shit. It's a different, it's a different time period. So it's not, this video is not us trying to be like, well, you know, things are so much harder now or people in older generations didn't have to work and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not trying to spark debate or, or war between those classes and, and factions or whatever. Um, I'm mm. simply here to state that it is different. And if you refuse to acknowledge that it is different now than it was in the 70s and 80s, then I will vehemently disagree with you. <laughs> right, right. That's, 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 that's a whole other that's issue. That's it for me on that. I guess, like, I guess my question to you to, to, to really get, dig into the conversation is, what does having a career mean to you? I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but like just to really get into this topic, what does it mean to you? Right. Um, I think for a lot of people and even myself, uh, is a, is a, is a sense of security, right? Mm, yeah. It's the acknowledgement that if I continue to do the thing that I am good at and make money from that and do that well, then I will not have to face other problems that could make my life worse. Mm-hmm. If I had money, I can afford food. If I could pay rent, I can live in a house. I can get a car. I can travel the world. I can be happy. Right? And so it's never been a thing where it's like, how much money can I get? How much money? Like, it's not a goal of like reaching that top 1% or even being a millionaire. It'd be epic. But it's not necessary. Um, Yeah. But having money to live within my own means, not my parents, not my grandparents, what I want to do, what I am satisfied in doing. Having a job or having a career provides that security, that blanket, that foundation to do those things and to live comfortably and to not be homeless and to like be able to <laughs> to watch a movie if I want to watch a movie, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it. But it's also a, a matter of worth too. Mm. is when you hang out in your free time, you're not really like contributing anything. <laughs> you're just kind of, sure. you're existing in the current space and that can get very boring. Um, and I think people like you and me who feel like we are good at something and we do have value, having a job or having a career is the place where we can prove that. It's the place where like, look, I did it. Right. And I did it for this amount of time and I gave this much value and I shared my opinions and I grew as a person and I met new people and I learned new skills. The value to me, right. My own self-worth 
uh, for a lot of people, I think, is, like, defined by, like, doing a thing, doing a job, doing a career, and then getting better at it and succeeding at that. Um, Because it's hard to do that when you're just existing or vibing or reading (laughs) or sleeping for 12 hours. Like, you have to do something, right? And I don't mean in the sense where it's, like, your parents are like, well, you have to do something. You got to make something. You're like, I don't care, right? I don't. But Mm. it's hours in the day that I feel a desire within myself to do something for me or for others, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, in a lot of of ways, ends up shaping into a career or charity or a life mission or a goal or something like that. So that that would be the two things for me, is security and and self-worth, I think, at the core. Um, And ideally, those two things would uh, contribute to at least a a sense of happiness and a sense of being content. Right. It's that idea of having something that is financially stable, that allows you to do a thing, continue to do that thing, and get better at it, and then hopefully move up on some kind of ladder, right? Mm. Whether it's it's you moving up in in a company, or you make more money, or you get more subscribers on YouTube, like whatever the career may be. That there's a there's a version of it, right? Right. There's a chance for advancement. You're making money doing it, and you're you're being successful at it. That's yeah. And it's good to feel successful. I agree. Succeed. Yeah. I agree completely. I I mean I agree with all that. I think I think what's gotten me caught up, especially after watching this video, is thinking of my career. I think of it as basically everything I've done for the last 10 years and everything I will continue to do until I die, uh, mm. which, which not only includes like going through college and realizing I didn't want to be a music teacher, but also includes like me editing for other people, me hopefully making it as my own creator and making, you know, making money through my own content. Um, and then whatever I decide to do 30 years from now, that's wildly different. Cause I hadn't even thought about it yet. Um, VR porn. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep that <laughs> off the table right now. But who knows? I definitely wasn't thinking about that one. So who you knows? Are, right? um, it's but but it's it's um, thinking of it in that way. It's no longer a career. It's multiple careers, mm-hmm. which is kind of the um, it's kind of the. The antithesis of a career because you're you're not focusing on one thing you're focusing on a lot of different things you're trying to be successful on all of them and you want to be financially stable like good the luck. audacity man have fun yeah yeah it, it's i was listening to a podcast earlier um i told you this off camera but the uh the inforium a podcast that i've been listening to for a few years at this point since like 2016 they're gonna be they're gonna be stopping their podcast soon they got like three more episodes left uh but they were talking about like kind of regrets that they had in their 20s and long story short i was thinking about like the kind of stuff that they do which is they had a podcast called college info geek they ran a website they don't do a bunch of blogs the um the main youtube channel has my man thomas frank talking about productivity and investments and um morning routines and all this kind of stuff and he's 
he's clearly pumped about all of it and he's he's very good at it and i still enjoy the videos a lot but i was thinking about like what i do right now to make the majority of my money is editing for other people and if i was truly focused on having a successful career then i would mainly just be doing that that would be my my thing even with the content that i create if i was really focused on making that like my full career I would be making a, a, a YouTube channel surrounded or around editing and making content. That would be the thing. And uh, mm. I hate the idea of that, man. Yeah. I find that to be not only creatively draining, but like as far as self-worth goes, I would, I would hate to not be making stupid videos about movies and video games on the 100%. side. 100%. Um, and so... I guess that's that's the biggest takeaway for me when it when it comes to the thoughts of I no longer aspire to have a career. It's like, yeah, if my career was a few years ago gonna just be a music teacher or now it's just gonna be editing for other people or teaching people how to edit, like I don't I don't wanna do that. There's there's way more other aspirations I wanna do. I think by having a solidified career plan and like following through on it creatively um takes away a lot of different choices that you could have it makes sense yeah it makes a lot of sense um i also have to wonder too of like the ability we as people have to like think ahead and to mm-hmm. uh, do different things in life or be able to be surprised in life and do new things. Yeah. Um, because it feels like a lot of the time with a, with a regular career, a regular nine to five, it feels like you're very much locked into the thing you wanted to do at 25 and right. at age 25 <laughs> and no longer after that. Like maybe you get fired, maybe you, you know, find something new and you attempt to start over again at 40 or whatever. Um, but those people, it feels like, are the exception to the rule. And not everybody, like, does that. And it yeah. makes a lot more sense that if you have two kids and a wife and a family to support that you shouldn't just go throw everything away to try something new. Even if it is for your own happiness. Even if it is for your own sanity. Because well, At you some point, you've got to sacrifice it for other people, right? Right. You have other people depending yeah. on you. You have a family you have to work to, a house to pay off. And it can be very scary. It can be very scary. I agree. Uh but in terms of not wanting to like have a career at all, I think it's a, a bit of a, a mindset shift of just being, uh, number one, not being defined by your work and what mm. you make, not have that be the only thing, like being able to live life and enjoy that or whatever, but also taking in humans' natural ability to adapt and do other things and not get like locked in the first place. Because if you don't aspire to have a career like that to begin with, you're not going to feel bad when you drop that or do something else. Right. Uh, You'll have the ability to adapt and change, Um, which I think is where freelancing comes in, right? It's like, hey, here's a market where you can make however much money you want. If you want this much, put in this much work. You want this much, put in that much. And there's all these opportunities and websites and places to do that. And you can get really good. You can turn that into a machine if you want. You can it run itself 100%. in five yeah. years with other people working on it and editing and you just show up to film for 30 minutes a day and that's all you do. That's all you contribute. Or yep. 
you can set it up to be a thing where you're in there every day and you have a production studio and you tell people what to do and you're even more involved in the creative process that you've always wanted to do. Either way, it presents choice. It presents freedom. It presents options. You can go whichever way you want to. Um, but if you get stuck in like a corporate job at 30 and you're married and you have kids, then like that, that door kind of feels shut because you've already kind of locked yourself into this specific career path. And damn, is it hard to change <laughs> the further mm. you go down the road? Yeah, it's it's that it, you not only feel stuck in in this thing, but there's also a stigma behind quitting something. Yeah, um, or there's failing. a stigma yeah. behind dropping out of college or failing mm-hmm. in college, or you know, failing at your job, quitting your job, changing jobs, changing career paths. Um, every time you hear of somebody that's in their forties trying to go do that thing that they've always dreamed about. Like very rarely do you get people that are close to them being like, good for you. I'm excited for you. It's more often than not. People are like, are you sure about that? Like, you know, that's going to change everything. Like, and, and, and obviously there are ways to change career paths in a, in a much easier way than, than, than harder ways. You know, you can, you work twice as hard, basically work twice as hard. Have, yeah. have a side hustle that'll get you to where you want to get. And as soon as that pops off, then you can transfer over. Like there's ways to do it. Um, but I know personally speaking, uh, if I decide in 10 years that I want to stop making videos because I'm going all in on something else, I'd love to have that freedom to do so. Mm. Because as a creative person, doing new and exciting things fuels me. And it, it, yeah. it helps me continue, continue moving in the, and, and so it is, uh, I'm not saying that'll happen. I feel like I'm going to make videos for a very long time, but even just topic changes, right? Like maybe I decide I don't want to talk about movies no more. So I go talk about, I don't know, eight tracks. Like, I don't, you know, who, who knows, <laughs> but it, it's VR porn. <laughs> It's the, uh, it's, it's the choice, it's the choice that is, that I think is so important because like you said, like we are humans, we do adapt easily to things. It, it's just, I think with the, the invention of the internet over the last 20 years that it's been like, it's excelled our ability to realize just how much, how many interests we have, how many things we could do. And, um, and how much is out there? That's, that's the other thing. Because there's, there's a lot of opportunities that we have now that we didn't have. That our parents didn't have. Or our grandparents surely didn't have, right? Um, I want to touch on something you said of like the joy you get of like creating new things and making new things. Yeah. Um, on the reverse end of that, that I think also ties into that, I get a extreme like rush of, of happiness and excitement from finishing things too. Yeah. Having a series be done of finishing a project that I've worked on for four months of finally putting out the Zelda video or getting to a certain milestone in a podcast. There's a lot that I enjoy, not only in the creation and the new and the exciting, but also in the, in the wrapping up of making new chapters and ending the current one of like, 
a period of time where Back to the Video Games was the only thing, and that was the chapter. And I did that, and that book closed, and I'm in a, a new a new book, a new chapter, 30 for 30, and I did that, and now I'm doing new shit. It's not like I can't go back to do Back to the Video Games or 30 for 30 again. I most likely will. But to say it'll be the same as when I first started it or when I first created the idea. The thing is, Back yeah. to the Video Games Season 2 is going to be another book. It's not going to be the same. I'm going to do stuff oh, differently. Absolutely. I'm going to try stuff differently. I'm going to create stuff differently. I'm in a different headspace than I was in 2019, like from that alone. Um, and so all that to say of like, I get a lot of joy of creating it and making new things, but I also get a lot of joy of like finishing and, and looking back and, and feeling proud and looking at all the stuff I've done and be like, wow, I went from here to here. That's why this podcast is so good. It's like, I can go back to 2018 and be like, oh, I was thinking about that shit. He's wrong. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have that like recorded and done. Um, and so all that goes to say of like a lot of life to live, a lot of things to do as a creator, a lot of things to make. And I hope yeah. that by the time, you know, I quote unquote retire and get ran over by an ice cream truck, <laughs> that there's a lot of different books. There's a lot of different chapters. There's, yeah. there's back to the video games. There's 30 for 30. There's eight on anchor. There's a new project I haven't even heard of. There's shorts. There's whatever. You know, my, my 800 videos on Disney movies and they're all cataloged and all my opinions are on them and they're right there. <laughs> and you can watch it anytime for my grandkids or whatever. Like, yeah, that I stuff, agree. that stuff is, is really cool as well. Um, and being able to adapt and, and do new things is what makes that possible. I, I have the desire to be a real life, like, like Bruce Wayne or James mm. Bond or, you know, like like a savant at things and just have things done that I can look back on and be like, yeah, I mastered that. I moved on from that and did something else. And now I mastered that. Like there's 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 so much to learn and create and uh, make stupid videos about that. I, I, I don't think I'll ever feel like I have finished everything I'd ever want to do, but I at least want to try. And I think that's the thing that keeps me going is, is, is just the trying part because it just, it sounds awful to like be on a deathbed or, or be in those last few seconds after getting ran over by an ice cream truck. It, it feels awful to, to think about just like, what if I didn't do everything I could have done? Right. What's left? Or at least tried. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it does make me wonder if if I do live to work, because in some regards, like, I do be waking up every day and being like, what do I got to get done today? And it could be I got to do this client thing, or it could be I got to watch this movie so I can make a video about it in three years. Um, they're all kind of going under this to-do list of mine that's in my head. Um, and then every time I'm not thinking about that to-do list, I'm avoiding the to-do to list <laughs> yeah. by playing the Binding of Isaac or watching TikToks or, you know, whatever. Um, so there is a mind sh mindset shift that I'd love to eventually get away, you know, get get into of, um, sure, there's a lot of things that I want to do to be productive and, and make happen, but they all don't have to feel like work. And I think I have a bad problem with doing that. Um, right. But there is a... Uh, 
I was scrubbing through this video and there's a screenshot that I accidentally came across as this tweet that says, normalize having hobbies that don't make you money. Normalize yeah. having hobbies separate from your job. And then finally normalize not pursuing your hobbies as a career. And I think that's, that's important. It is, it is, it is, it is an issue that I have with personally. Um, I mean, the only reason I ever got into film is because I decided to make a video about it. Uh, the only reason I watch more TV is because I might be able to make a video on it. Or, you know, there's other things that, like, I feel like I'll never actually do unless I make it, like, a a project. But um, mm. I think that is another big issue with our, our generation is that there is there are these opportunities through the gig economy and through the creator space to make your hobbies a career, but it doesn't necessarily mean it should, it should be that. Right. Um, cause I think there's, there's a bit of a, maybe a stigma or whatever that like we get through those damn help channels, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like how they tell you to be successful. Right. And just mm-hmm. in the YouTube sense, I know there's there's thousands of different versions for like the painter or the, the archaeologist or whatever, but they all kind of yeah. follow that same line of logic of, all right, so take what you're happy about, take what you're passionate about, and then do that thing. Because the idea is, yeah, if you do that, then people on the other side will be able to see and you'll have more fun doing that and you'll be happy that way. And then if it works, you'll also be successful and it's perfect. And it all works out from, from step one to, to step two. And while yeah. I would never tell anybody to make a channel about something they're unpassionate about, like those would sure. be awful videos. Like nobody would want to watch that. 100%. Um, there is a certain power of enjoying the thing to simply enjoy it and not turning that into a social thing for everyone else. I mean, yeah. we talked about it with the oversharing on the internet thing of like, not everything about our lives has to be known. Not everything has to be content. True. Um, and while we touched on it in the personal sense, I also think that that's true for videos too. This doesn't yeah. have to be a video. I don't have to talk about this piece of media. It doesn't have to be anything. I could simply watch it and enjoy it and have that be it. Of course, that's way harder to do. <laughs> it's it easy is. for me to say. It's way harder to do. Um, because I feel like most every day I'm trying to come up with a new idea or a new project and what am I to pick? I look around, right? I look around at what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing and what I'm, what I'm enjoying, right? And that's where I pull from. Um, but there's still certain things like I make comedy music because I just like to sing, right? Yeah. I like songs. I like vibes. I do that for me. Um, not only because I'm not pursuing that as a career, but I don't think it ever will be. Uh, and that's fine. And that's For cool. Sure. Um, but the comedy music is kind of the only thing I can point to right now, at least everything else that I do in some form or another is with the intention that it goes and does something else with this does podcast. It's like right? legacy, right? Mm-hmm. With blue couch productions, it's, it's evolving as a creator and like experiencing new forms of art with LHG. It's the idea of like, not only am I succeeding, but other people are too. It's a group thing. It's helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, with Twitch streaming, it's like the closest I've ever been to like being financially, like making money at something I'm creating. 
Yeah. Um, and with Aiden on Anchor, like, yeah, it's a personal podcast. Uh, but it's also <laughs> at the same time, um, a way to get out my brand, my personality, who I am. And again, the, that legacy thing is, uh, I like the idea of people kind of stumbling across a non-anchor years down the road and being like, what was he thinking at this point in time? Even if I don't become anything successful, even if I don't do anything yeah, that amazing, I get it. that in and of itself is kind of cool. It's kind of unique. And, uh, maybe a non-anchor can make money too later down the road. Who knows? Um, but I have ambitions for all these things and I have desires for all these things. And even though they're not at that point now, they could be. And if I keep yeah. putting work in and work harder than everybody else, they will be. Um, and that's the trap I think sometimes we fall into is the, uh, if I just work harder than everybody else. If I just turn this into content, if I am more passionate, if I'm more involved, if I do it all, <laughs> um, it will succeed. And sure, it might. Um, but the only like real examples I can think of that off the top of my head are through five to ten year periods of working harder and doing that for ten years. Not a month, not a week, not a day, not on and off, not break. Yeah. Not like, yeah. you know, there's only one version of that that I've seen succeed. Um, and usually it's just the one thing too, right? Yeah. Like it's usually it's you did the one thing for ten years and eventually it did well. Um, and it, it's like back to those YouTube help channels. Like they tell you to niche down and find the thing that you're passionate about. And then you, you look at somebody like you and I, and it's like, Oh, well, uh, so I, I like, I like video games and I like movies and music and books. And it's like, the list just goes on, bro. I can make a cooking channel tomorrow if I really wanted to. And it's, it's the thing where, okay. I need to niche down. Well, then why just make one YouTube channel? Let me make five. And then that's where you get into the trap of like, I have all these projects because I have all these hobbies. Um, it's what do you, what do you do? And well, the, not only that, but like you wouldn't make those channels and projects if you didn't expect something from them, you know, bingo. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And cause I know, this might be the biggest shock of the whole podcast. Uh, despite our output, we actually do care about time management. We actually do care about <laughs> yeah, do. how we spend every hour of every day. I know yeah. it does not look that way. And yeah. I know we've talked about how our actions don't line up to that. But perfect example, like, sure, you can enjoy whatever thing you want. But if you've gotten to the point where you've done the channel, the branding, ideas for content have uploaded a week's worth of stuff you're 50 to 100 videos in clearly you care about that and if you care about that clearly you have bigger desires and bigger dreams for that so it's not only like yeah i want to do this because i have so many hobbies i want to do this because i know it could lead somewhere if you had no faith in it the the, the channel wouldn't come out there would be no videos there would be no it would be shit post it would be the, the thumbnail would just be a random screenshot from the video. <laughs> there wouldn't be titles. There wouldn't be any of that. If it was just about exploring this art or exploring this niche, but it's not because a big part of that no. is either due to legacy or, or money or future success or future ambition or something. Or whatever being held accountable you. or yeah. getting deep enough into the hobby. Like the list goes yeah. on. We, like, we, we find a way to, to classify that time as being useful because there is 
and ambition. And, and where do we get that from? Like t- basically the typical career mindset of like, I, I, if I'm, if I'm doing this, if I'm working and, and filing things and organizing my work folder and I'm, I'm reading books and I'm learning about like accounting to the max, it comes with the expectation that eventually in a year or two, I'll get a promotion. I'll go higher I'll get the ladder. something out of it. Right. I got to have something out of it. Uh, yeah and that's where this video really <laughs> succeeds is like you don't have to get shit out of it man <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to get anything out of it um and you can be happy without getting anything out of it too um yeah but but like like you said i think what what made me think of that was that distinction between hobby and and a career i've i've thought about it before especially when i was going down uh, the the rabbit hole of rethinking certain political beliefs and um taking a look at our current you know current status in, in our country and seeing how everything is going like i've thought about it before well what what would happen theoretically if uh all of a sudden we were living in a utopian society where we could do whatever we want as as our quote career or our hobbies um, and we didn't have to worry about paying any bills. We didn't have to worry about bringing on money to to feed ourselves or our family or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this utopian society, you can do whatever you you know. I've often thought, well, like, okay, how would that look for me? And I have no idea. <laughs> right. Like, like I I like to I like to think that that would mean that I would just like be creating all the time. And yet, I also think that could just mean that I simply just watch movies, play games, and read books, and don't talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, you know? Um, so, I, I, I say this because I think you're 100% right. The whole reason I even do YouTube videos to begin with is there's definitely that aspect of I'm a creator. I have to create. That's important to me. I have all these interests and I want to talk about them and create a community around them. But, but the other big thing is uh, I want to make money doing it. I want to have uh, an audience that likes who I am and likes what I'm talking about and likes how my content is. I want to do bigger things with it. And um, unless I treat it as a job, as part of my career, I don't think I'm going to get things out of it that I want out of it. And let me be clear in saying like the whole point of that was not to be like, Oh wow, Zach's an idiot. He did all this. And then he ended up doing that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done it before clearly. So like I, I would be a big yeah. hypocrite in, in saying that. Um, the, the point of why, why I brought it up is just cause like it's, it's a bit of an acknowledgement toward that. Right. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing it for the expectation of some sort of future success that you can both create art and also be successful at doing it. It's possible. We've seen it happen before. Mm -hmm. Um, But it would be dishonest to say that it was purely just for creating art's sake and that it was purely just a hobby and that it was purely just, I could be happy just creating and nothing else. There's Mm -hmm. another element to that. There's the, there's the part. There's there's the, there is, I want to, I want to make money from that. Um, you know, and that's no- nothing wrong with that, but it's like acknowledging it is, is what I think more people should do. That's all. That's all I mean, my point was there. 
No, no, you're, I mean, you're 100%. Like, I definitely get it. It, it. it makes me think of, like, older, like, like Renaissance artists. Mm. Or, like, people like Van Gogh, who lived a really shitty life, didn't have a whole lot of money, painted, cut his ear off, died, and then finally his art got recognized. Like, on one hand, you're probably thinking, oh, man, this man... Like, he created his whole life. Good for him. On the other hand, I'd hate to live that life. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want that. He was miserable I don't wanna... during the last several years of his life. Like, right, you know, right. I don't happy. want a miserable life. I don't want to live in poverty. I don't want my family to live in poverty for the rest of their life. I'd like to help them. I'd like to help other people when I can. Um, and so I got to make the art successful in some way. Or I don't mm-hmm. think it's worth doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh it, it's it's also at least if it's not thing. a hobby if at least if it's not a hobby right? right and and the fucked up thing with me is that i don't think that i can continue doing the hobby without making it my full-time thing because mm. no matter what i'm doing full-time i get too invested into it um yeah. it's the whole you reason care about I, how you spend your time That's exactly you care about how you spend exactly your time. you don't want it to be wasted hours the whole reason I, I decided not to become a music teacher was because I knew that if I became a music teacher, I was probably going to end up teaching at my old high school and I would be super invested in making it a better band program. I would help as many kids as I could. Um, I would try to be the best teacher I could be. And that would mean being in that school for 12 to 15 hours a day and then going home and being really tired and going back and doing it the next day. Which means all of my other aspirations would just, just be gone. Like I just wouldn't be doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that's the, I guess that's the kicker right there. Is that yeah, I do expect something out of my career, and um, maybe that means I do want a career. I don't know. I don't really know where. I don't really know where we're getting with all of this. But I do think well, it's I was a very hoping that interesting conversation. With Joe Biden's election that we wouldn't have to think about it anymore. Right? Like he we were Socialist promised, America. I was we promised were promised the Socialist America and it has not showed up yet. So No, not even close. I'm kinda of pissed that I have Nothing. to even think about it and discuss it when we should already no. be at the Utopia by now. <laughs> College debt uh has, has barely even been touched. Um What's up with that, Joe? I I was, I was hoping for that free Taco Bell every week, too, and I hadn't done that either. Um, <laughs> it's their fault, man. Not my fault. <laughs> it's all these politics. I guess that's the, um, well, I mean, like, let's way. let's be honest here. There There is that more, like, practical aspect to this conversation where it's, like, as much as we hope and pray that by voting for certain politicians or voting for certain causes, or being a, an activist in certain causes, as much as you hope that it's going to pan out and make the world a better place and, and get closer to a utopia, realistically, it's probably not going to happen in our lifetime. No. So we do have to work on ourselves and what we can do to make the best out of our situations. Right. Which means you do have to have something that pays you money so that you can live and not be homeless. That's very important. It's um, a yeah. a constant redefining of of what would make me happy, right? And yeah. at first, it was just 
if I can watch cartoon all day, <laughs> eat pizza, and go to bed at eleven thirty, and not have to go to stinky school and play on and play on the playground for for four hours, then that would be that'd be epic. That'd yeah. be epic. Um, but I think there were also parts of my childhood that that I feel like everybody goes through, but like they don't remember or don't touch on of the like existential dread you sometimes get when you're laying in bed and you're like what happens when i die right like where do i <laughs> yeah. go right like that type of oh, shit yeah. Oh, yeah. i still um, have that what are you talking about <laughs> well i mean like most people don't associate that with childhood and it was like i had very oh, true true big thoughts and conversations about like what i would do when i got older uh how i would you know be able to help people whether or not like heaven was real or not and i would just like would i be dead would i be in the ground would people remember me like you yeah. know we yeah. we associate childhood with not like thinking about those thoughts but like i think i feel like everybody at one point or another tries to like think ahead to that point we may not understand it and it could just be like different versions of it but i think i think it's there um i agree and it's like you know, it's here now. <laughs> I'm still thinking about a lot of those like same questions of like, what do I want to do in the next five years? Where will I go when I'm gone? Uh, will my kids or, you know, future generations be able to, to live like happily and healthily? And like, what do most importantly, what do I need to, to feel happy and, and satisfied? Um, and some versions of that was just like, I'm gonna make art. I'm gonna make art and just do that. And other versions of us like, I work at the post office doing a very like minimal job where I only spend like three or four hours driving and that's my labor. <laughs> and then because of that, I can save enough money to retire at an early enough age. And then once I retire, <laughs> I won't right. have to do anything and live in a house above my me. Like I've had both. I've had both versions of it. Um, where I'm like trying to take the, the shortest path to, to retirement and like peace and happiness. And I'm also, I've also had the version where it's like, just create a bunch of art and YouTube videos and struggle for 30 years and hope that goes somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, the point of that, all, all to say is like, redefining what makes you happy. You know, that's, that's what matters at the end of the day. More than money, more than having a career, more than any of that. Like, are you okay with how you're living your life now? Are you going to be okay later down the road? What do you need? What do you need to, to be happy and to enjoy it? Because I don't want, I don't want anybody to regardless of what situation they're in, whether they have a ton of money or not to, to feel like they were never happy or feel like they were never at one point in time content. <laughs> like, you know, right. I don't want, I don't want people to suffer. Right. right. I want that for, I want that peace and solace, even if it's for a brief moment in time for everybody. I want, I want people to feel happy. Uh, but what that is for everybody, like that's, 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 that's something we could talk about for hours. <laughs> It's a thing where you have to you have to keep redefining it too. Yeah. Um, what made me happy as a sixteen year old is not what makes me happy as a twenty five year old. Changes. And I can imagine that in ten years I will feel entirely different. Um, at some point, like like right now, I'm thinking, yo, I want your everyday nerd to be like my main source of income, and I want to be making this show all the time, and that's what I want to do. At some point. Even if I if I do reach that goal, I'm willing to bet I'm gonna change my mind and be like, "Yo, actually, I also the real want this goal thing, <laughs> right? Like, I actually yeah. want to work on a, a bigger project, or 
I want to take more breaks or I want to start a family. At some point, I'm going to want to do that. And like right now, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm all right. It's fine. Uh, at some point, that's going to be the thing that's going to, quote, make me happy. Um, and I get worried that I'm going to continue going down this cycle of looking forward to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But I think in I, I think while that's probably going to happen with with the way my brain works, I can also be happy with my current position because yep. I do think currently that's the real I'm, power play. <laughs> it is, and it, it is how like it's like theoretically how we should all kind of work work towards. Um, and I'm still trying to fully work towards it. But um, I've I've been trying to be more grateful for what I do have now compared to four years ago, compared to ten years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Completely different place, you know. Completely different problems, um, and it's it's still better than what it was ten years ago, and I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, I I want more. There's more out of life that I'd like to get, but I do try to. I try to be grateful for what I do have now because I think that's super important. It's um super important to to appreciate any little victory or any little form of success. Right. Uh, right. Which is again kind of goes back to like the joy I get of like finishing projects or putting something out or evolving to that next step of not only in the moment being like, wow, I put that out, but going back four years ago and being like wow, I came that far. <laughs> right. Like, that's huge. That's right. huge. Um, and I'm glad that we've done this for so long, just in the sense that I can go back and, and watch something from 2018 or whatever and be like, that's ass. But also, <laughs> how cool is it that I stuck with that and like have a better version now that I can watch and enjoy and uh, be happy with and be content with and be satisfied with? Because like, even if even if that video in 2018 was dog shit, <laughs> the fact that it's still up is a proof to the process that it worked. Right. Not only did it work, but I'm willing to bet if we go back and listen to the first episode that you talk about back to the video games or the first episode that I talk about your everyday nerd, uh, you can probably hear how excited we were for the project and mm-hmm. then how happy we were with the first episode. Like, yep. And, and now, you know, I go back and look at those episodes and I'm like, oof. Yeah, we've come a long way, but uh, a little long, time, a little long on that video. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, we were happy about it, and so it's like now I, I try to when I put out a video, I try to be like, all right, am I happy with this? If I am, awesome. And I've been happy with my last five videos, which are my most mm-hmm. recent ones. I've been happy with all of them. Um, maybe in two years, I'll feel differently about some of them, but right now, I'm good. So. That is a, that is a before uh, on the podcast and even personally the uh, level of content I felt with all of my major stuff that's left pretty much like yeah couch that's productions, right. I finally feel content and uh, I didn't do that by just not doing anything for three years and feeling miserable about it like I put in that work to get it to the point where it was finally good and I was True. like yes True. this is awesome I did the same thing for Twitch uh, we've had multiple versions of that for this podcast um, mm-hmm. we put in the time and the dedication to get these projects to a state of feeling proud and content with them. Um, and so as a result, that makes me feel good. Cause it's like that time was worth it. That process was worth it. And now 
I have a, a project or a video or something that I can enjoy and interact with in the same way that I interact with like a good video game or a good movie. I can watch a video of mine and be like, holy shit, I made that. <laughs> and like, yeah. I still enjoy yeah. it and it's good. That's awesome. And I put in the work to do that and it makes it even sweeter. Um, when you're four or five years, 10 years down the road and, uh, gotten somewhere even bigger with it but how you do that right how you go about doing that process um is different for everybody and to kind of tie it back into this video like you don't necessarily have to make it a career you don't have to make it a five to nine every day um working nonstop for that you could do it an hour or two a day you could take time to enjoy every moment every day read books whatever um being content with that, right? I feel like it's yeah. the, the main sort of moral of the episode is like whatever, whatever you're doing, be content with that, be happy with it. And if you're not, like get it to a point where you are, um, regardless Ooh. of age. Regardless it, 100%. Of age. Whether that means taking things off your plate, whether that means taking more breaks, maybe that means getting more into what you enjoy so that you can, you know, get more out of it. Um, I, I think... When it comes to a career, is is the the biggest difference between a career and a job is not the money you make, not what you do. I think it's how much you put into it. Um, you know, you can go work a job at a grocery store, and even if you are the best worker there, there is a cap to how much you're gonna make, and how much you're gonna be allowed to work, and how much like you're gonna get out of that job. I think with a career, um. I'm not advocating hustle culture here. I'm, I'm, I'm advocating uh, a more thoughtful process to what you consider a career or your career paths. Um, try your, I'd say try your best to put in as much as you feel necessary to get the outcome that you would like out of it. And yep. uh, if something isn't working, then like change it up, mix it up, figure something else out, right? Adapt, so sort of in in the episode, like what is that for you? For me, it is doing whatever I feel like is important to me at that moment in time and hopefully receiving some kind of monetary value so that I can live. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean being extremely wealthy. It simply means like being able to take care of myself eventually be able to take care of my family and enjoy what I'm doing to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it because there's going to be days where I'm going to hate recording or I'm going to hate editing or writing or whatever it may be. But after I make the video or after I do the thing that I want to do, like as long as I feel good about it, that is what's important to me. Hmm. If it ever got to the point of like, you would take it all back, right? I don't think either of us are at that point in time. No, like, no, I still, I still think if about given like, the choice, we would still do it the same way, probably. Maybe yeah, even a little better, but it would yeah. be this path. <laughs> I, I, I still think about like, what is the point in where I quit YouTube? Like, I'm, I'm, I, I try to think like, okay, what is going to be, what would be the catalyst for me to quit YouTube? What would it be? Why would I do it? How, how would, how would I end up getting there? 
and I can't come up with that answer. And it doesn't mean I'll death would be a really good one. Um, getting arrested for tax evasion, you know, that's another one. Um, but, but it's like in all seriousness, I was, I was listening to that, that Inforium podcast earlier and, uh, they were talking about like certain interests that they had and how at some point they end up quitting certain interests. And it's like, okay, if you're playing piano as a hobby, what's the point that's going to make you quit or, or better yet, if you're running a marathon, this was the example they used. If you're running a marathon, like instead of thinking, oh, I'm just going to stop running whenever I get really tired but you're still not done with the marathon. If you think, Oh, if at this point in the marathon, like at, at fucking, I don't know anything about running, dude, like the third stage, the third stage of the marathon. If at that point I am too tired to keep going, then I can quit. But it's like, when I think about YouTube and I think about the show and I think about this podcast and everything else that I'm doing right now, I don't know what that third stage is. I have no idea what it could be. And so I guess that means that like, I really don't ever intend on quitting. Um, I can think of ways I could do it better, but I could always think about things as I could do it better, but, but not like completely shifting, but not shifting, not differently. Maybe there's a creating and just stop. I even, I even think of like one of the YouTube channels we watched, The Completionist, he recently got a gig where he's hosting G4, which is weird and in itself, but like, sure, he's still doing The Completionist. He's not quitting that. Um, so even if I was to get like a, quote, bigger job as a host or as a creator or an editor or whatever over my YouTube show, I still wouldn't quit doing the YouTube show. There'd just be less of it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I still think it'd be funny to do Let's Plays in my 50s, so, <laughs> you know. Maybe by that point, there'll be, like, a market for, like, elderly Let's Plays, and that's, that's the I, I There kind of already is. There's A, a there's little a, bit, but they're, like, the, yeah. the rare, the rarity. That's like, true. I want that's it to true. be a thing where it's, like, old people play, and that's just a genre. There's multiple yeah, examples. that'd be great. I, it's, it's inevitably going to happen. PewDiePie is going to be 63, and he's still going to be making videos daily. I'm hype for that. Oh yeah. What's Can't what's wait. your kind of what's your kind of end goal, I guess? I think kind of what you asked me. Um simply comes down to like I love art. <laughs> I love media. Love mediums. Yeah. And for as long as I can remember as a kid, I had a desire to create my own stuff. Yeah. Stupid skits. A Dr. Phil parody called Dr. Aiden. Let's plays with a dazzle capture card. Like at any point in my life throughout these past 23 years, I can point to a period of time where I wanted to create something different things, but something the only, the only point where I can't is when I'm an infant. But even then I'm sure he was thinking about trying to move those blocks together and make a, make something out of it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, so he was probably already thinking about YouTube as a career at that point. Bro, in time. You probably fucked with a bunch of Legos, didn't you? Yeah. hundred percent. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, so that's always been a thing where now the only difference is I, I, I like art and I like making art, but the tools and the distribution and everything around it has changed. Mm-hmm. So I think about, well, like if YouTube wasn't a thing, then what would I do? 
right? Yeah. And the answer would probably be, I wouldn't do YouTube and I wouldn't do like that. But I might go like the fucking directing route. I might go to film school. Or and mm-hmm. I might like work up that ladder and I might like rig up stuff and maybe work that way. I might do a radio show. I had a lot of fun in uh, college doing some radio stuff where I like really, really yeah. like the idea of just me sitting down at a desk every day with a little script to read off of. And then I read it each day because I like listen to myself talk and I'm like, this was <laughs> epic. This was so satisfying. Yeah. Um, so maybe that would have been it. Um but YouTube is that thing now. It is the radio. It is the TV. It is the film. And I could do all of that for free with the internet and I could see a path forward and it's become a career for people. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm doing. Um, but had it been a different life and it was 100 years ago or 100 years into the future, it would have been the same thing. Replace YouTube with whatever form of art or media. Probably could have been a version of Aiden where I right. like, worked as a magazine editor. You know, if I really gave a fuck, like, yeah, I don't like reading, yeah. but maybe, you know, if the pretty pictures would get me to be like, this, <laughs> this looks epic. <laughs> I'm going to put a picture of a dude on a, on a fucking motorcycle, put that on my magazine or some shit. Well, it's like um, 30 years ago, we, we would have like tried to go down the Hollywood route and come actors or something or work sure. on film or TV or something like radio. Like you said, like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. The, the point so, of all of it was like, I get a, a happiness in a sense of like validation and worth and, and all sorts of stuff by creating, by making things, by not only watching art, discussing art, critiquing art, but adding to that culture, adding my piece to the story, writing my name in that book of like creators and, and people who um, worked on art. Um, and even if it doesn't go anywhere and even if it doesn't do anything like cool, uh, but I love, I love making things. I love creating things. I get a, I get a joy and I get a level of patience putting up with like 40 hours of a fucking edit. Why would any normal sane human being talk about <laughs> Zelda for that fucking long and edit it for that long? Um, I have to believe that it's some kind of like just innate core thing that just drives me to want to do that. Um, yeah. And if it got to the point where like I could be able to do that as a career... And make money off of that, even better, bro. Bring it on, pile it on. Let's go. Definitely. Like that's 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 wonderful. I get it. I definitely get it. Honestly, my my end goal is to have a video out of about every single MCU movie. You know, I've been working on that for a Bruh. while. So hopefully one day it'll happen. Bruh, <laughs> I want to watch like a good Thor: The Dark World video. Just a good one. Yeah, just to really. I mean, that that could just be your legacy. Be like, hey, I mean, I made a non-boring MCU video. Wow, no one's ever done that before. That's insane, Tech. Like, to be that's honest, crazy. Like, but like, the Dark World video kind of be popping off though. Like, yeah, it's fine. I was got a hundred views. I thought I had more. I still did that. That's more than most of But you know what I mean? Like, like a non. YouTube like algorithmic a, focus, like just a good MCU video. Just yeah. one, man. Yeah, just, just one. one. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Maybe by the time we're dead, someone will have done that. Not there's counting. a couple. There's a couple Not of good hoping. ones. Nerdwriter, I, so. I think, has an MCU video. The Nerdwriter Rick and Morty channel. I don't, what? I don't care what 
What nerd writer got nerd? <laughs> you talking about somebody different, bro? Is it who is it? Wisecrack? Is that who it is? That's who you I'm might be thinking about. Wisecrack, nerd writer, the one that does like, uh, like the latest video was about Frida Kahlo. Huh. Like, you got a thing called about Walter Murch, who did like some film sound shit, and like, it is Wisecrack. I was thinking of yeah, no nerd writer, fucking epic dude like really really strong video essay shit or like um like every frame of painting i think he did a um mcu video before he stopped making videos unfortunate i don't want to be that right i don't want to get to the point where i've made a lot of really good stuff and then just stopped for whatever reason because mm. that happens a lot and i don't i don't i i would have hoped that if I was going to quit. I already would have done it. <laughs> That's really what it comes down yeah. to. Or moved on to the next thing. Or moved on to the next thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's, uh, yeah. Old In conclusion, Karl Marx was right all along, and we should have listened. But we didn't. And now here yeah. We yeah. You happy, America? You happy you had the Red Scare and tried to fight Russia and the commun- They were spinned. They were spin, but we were too dense to fully we now, digest. We will now read our passage from the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bro, I, I dead ass, I dead ass keep meaning to like, like buy a copy of it. <laughs> For some reason, I'm scared to do it. Why? I don't know. Like I shouldn't be, but like. I, I, I thought about buying it on Amazon, but every time I go to do it, like, I just don't feel like spending the money on it. But then, like, I've also seen it in Barnes & Noble a couple times. I'm like, bro, it's, like, five bucks. I could just get it. But that, that thought of, like, handing that over to the, the person <laughs> scanning the books just kind of, like, weirds me out a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's for research, then. Yeah. It's for research. I mean, yeah, honestly. Because it would be for research. But I still got to do that video where I talk about like religious and political texts and rank them. Mm. You know, got to see if the Quran still holds up today. I don't the know. Quran hold up. I got to find out. This episode of yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Mostly to be done with it because I don't think reading any of those books would be particularly engaging. But, It'd probably know. be very boring very boring but it'd be a funny video oh yeah that's what matters <laughs> as long as i can make funny videos i think i'll be i think i'll be good bro i think i'll be good i agree cool well I, I, question of the day it's been a, it's been a couple episodes since we've done this I, i'm curious what you guys are think about having a career what are your thoughts on careers that's kind <gasps> of you know, pretty open-ended question, but but very much interested in continuing the discussion. I think it's something that I'll only get more into the older I get, because the closer to death, the more I reflect on what I've already lived through. So, yeah. probably should uh, you know, watch the video though before you comment. Yeah, so I'll we'll uh, leave a link to it. Leave that link in the description. It's um, a really thoughtful video that kind of sparked this whole discussion. Um, and we probably didn't even touch on everything she said in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So it'll be I'd be interested in your thoughts. Peace. Well, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of another YouTube podcast. Peace. Bye. A little extra. You didn't have to do all that. <laughs>